Once upon a time, there was a girl named Cinderella. Now, that wasn't really her name. Her real name was Aurora, but nobody had called her that in so long they'd completely forgotten about it. Now, Cinderella's mother had died when she was little, and her father had remarried. And along with that stepmother had come two stepsisters. And they were awful. Why, they made Cinderella do all the work. She had to wash the dishes. She had to wash the clothes. She had to wash the carpets. She had to wash the windows. She had to wash the walls. She had to wash the roof. She had to wash the fireplaces. And quite often, by the time she got around to washing the fireplaces, she was so tired from all that other work that she would just fall asleep right there in all the cinders and the ashes. And they'd get all over her. And that's why everyone called her Cinderella. And did those stepsisters help out? No. Why? They would just look around and say, Ooh, Cinderella, you missed a spot. Ooh, Cinderella, I just dropped my peanut butter sandwich on your nice clean floor. You'll have to wash it again. Ooh, Cinderella, I just sneezed and got snot all over the windows. You better go wash them. And on it went. Oh, now they did do some things. Oh, they did their nails. They did their hair. They did their dresses. They did their... Well, you get the picture. Well, meanwhile, off in the palace, the king and the queen had worries of their own. They had just one child, the prince, and they figured it was about time he should be getting married and starting a family so he could have a prince of his own. But it just wasn't happening. And whenever they'd bring up the subject, the prince would say, I don't have time to go and meet some girl to find out if I want to marry her. I've got too much work. I've got to drain that swamp in the north of the kingdom, and we're building defensive walls down in the south of the kingdom, and there's the bridge to be built and the soldiers to drill. I just don't have time to meet girls. Well, this was quite true. And so finally, the king and the queen got an idea of how they could help him out. They'd have a big ball, a fancy party, and invite all the single young women in the kingdom. That way the prince could meet them all at the same time in one night and pick the one he wanted to marry. Well, this sounded like a very good idea to him, and so he agreed, and the invitations were printed up and sent all around the kingdom. Even the stepsisters got invitations. And oh, they were excited. They were all going, ooh, ooh, I'm going to go to the ball, I'm going to be the prince, and he's going to fall in love with me, and I'll be the princess. And the other stepsister would say, no, no, he's going to marry me, and I'm going to be the princess, and I'm going to go live in the palace, and you can come visit me, and every other Sunday, ooh, it's going to marry me, and on and on they went, and oh, they started preparing, they had to do their hair and their nails, and they were getting fancied gowns, and well, they made Cinderella help them out, and get them all ready, and help try on the gowns and everything, but did they let her try on any of the dresses? No. Did they let her do her hair? No. And when she mentioned that she'd like to go to the ball, all they did was laugh. Oh, Cinderella, oh, what a silly idea. Who'd want to meet someone like you? Oh, you're all so stinky and dirty and stuff. Oh, that's stupid. Go clean out the, the uh, go clean something. And off she'd go. Well, finally, the day came for the ball. Cinderella had to help the stepsisters get dressed. She watched them get into their fancy rented coach and go driving off as the sun was setting. And 
Then all alone in the house, she went back to the fireplace and sat down, and she just started to cry. <laughs> well, she was crying so hard, she didn't even hear somebody knocking on the door until they'd knocked about 57 times. Well, then she figured she'd better go see who it was. So she went, and she opened the door, and what well, was the strangest thing she'd ever seen? There was a little old woman outside with kind of silvery gray hair and a silvery gray gown and carrying a silvery gray wand and surrounded by a kind of shimmering silvery light and floating about six inches off the ground. Uh, can I help you? Cinderella asked. Oh, dearie, can I help you is the question. Um, who are you? asked Cinderella. Hey, don't you know, I'm your fairy godmother. Oh, okay. I didn't know I had one of those. But then the woman was floating six inches off the ground, and so Cinderella figured there was something at work here, and maybe she'd better just believe the woman. And she said, well, well why are you here? Oh, dearie. I heard you boo-hooing and all that crying. I was trying to take a nap, and it just kept waking me up, and I knew my beauty sleep. What is the problem? Oh, fairy godmother, I wanted to go to the ball, and I can't, and it was that all. Well, just, just hold on a moment. And the fairy godmother waved her wand, and there was a flash and a crack, and pow, there was an invitation. There you go, dearie, problem solved. Oh, Fairy Godmother, I can't go looking like this. And she looked down at her tattered, worn-out old dress and... Eh, well, I guess you will kind of stand out a little bit. All right, let me think. Oh, I've got it. Hang on. And there was a flash and a crack and a bang, and Cinderella's tattered old dress turned into the most beautiful of evening gowns. Oh, this is wonderful, she said, but, uh... Oh, my hair. My hands, my face, I'm filthy. Oh, yes, it does kind of ruin the effect a little bit. Well, hang on, and a flash and a bang, and all that dirt and grease and grime and ashes and cinders went flying off of Cinderella, and there she was, clean for the first time in years. Oh, it's wonderful, but, um, shoes? Yeah, well, you could dance barefoot, dear. Uh, oh, all right, all right, all right, uh, let me think of something special. I, oh, I've got it in a flash and a bang. There on Cinderella's feet were slippers. Not just any slippers, but slippers made of glass. And not just any glass that would break as soon as you tried to dance on it and really make a mess. This was special magic glass, perfect for dancing in. You could dance in these slippers all night long, and your feet would never feel tired at all, and they were fitted specially for Cinderella's feet. Oh, it's wonderful, she said, but... But how am I going to get there? It's an awfully long ways to walk. Oh, yes, well, all right, all right, all right. See what I can do. Uh, bring me a pumpkin, four white mice, a frog, a toad, and a peanut butter sandwich, because this is an awful lot of work, you know, and I'm getting hungry. The Cinderella brought the four white mice, uh, a pumpkin. She found a frog and a toad, and she made a peanut butter sandwich. And after the fairy godmother had eaten a few bites and restored her strength, she started to concentrate. And that wand began to 
quiver and to quake, and suddenly there was a flash and a bang and a bam, and there the pumpkin turned into a beautiful coach, the four white mice into wonderful, strong, spirited horses, the frog became the driver, and the toad became the footman. Cinderella wasn't quite sure what a footman was, but when he ran around and opened the door of the coach and pulled down a set of steps so she could get up into it, she figured that that must be his job. Oh, thank you, fairy godmother, thank you! And she quickly ran up into the coach, and the footman put the steps in and closed the door and jumped on the back. But as they started to drive off, the fairy godmother said, It was just one thing, dearie. I'm getting a little old here, and this is a lot of work. I'm getting rather tired. I'm going to bed at midnight, and the spell ends then. If you've got any sense, you'll be home at that time, or it'll be really embarrassing. Oh, yes, cried Cinderella. I will, I'll remember, I will. And off she drove into the night. Well, they arrived at the palace, and she was admitted in, and the heralds announced to all the crowd, The Lady Aurora. And all heads turned, because nobody knew who that was. And they looked at her standing there and began to whisper, because nobody recognized her at all, not even the stepsisters. Well, the prince looked up too, and he realized everyone was looking at her and thought she might be feeling a little bit embarrassed by all of this attention, and... and he did want to be a good host and make his guests feel comfortable, so he thought maybe he should ask her to dance, which he did, and she said yes, and so they started to dance. Well, there was an awkward silence for a bit, and they were both a little uncomfortable, and so to kind of set her at ease, the prince told a joke, and she laughed. And he told another joke, and she laughed again, and, and then she told a joke, and he laughed, and, well... They were having such a good time that when that dance ended, why, well, they just stayed together and danced the next one as well. And they moved on from telling jokes to starting to talk, and well, he discovered that she knew just the most incredible things. Why, she knew the names of all the stars. She knew the plants that grow in the garden that you can use to make a tea to settle an upset stomach or a, a headache. Why, she knew how to make the world's best chocolate fudge brownies. And it turned out she had read all the right books. She had read the Winnie the Pooh books, the real ones, not the Disney ones, and the Jungle Book, Treasure Island, Peter Pan, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, the Chronicles of Prydain, the Phoenix and the Carpet, the Hobbits, the Lord of the Rings, twice. Well, they were all his favorite books, too, and they had quite a good time discussing all this, and they were talking, well, the, the other women would come up and, Oh, Prince, excuse me, can I cut in? Oh, Prince, I think this is my dance. Oh, Prince, over here. So go away. Stop bothering us. Can't you see we're having a conversation? Leave me alone. Well, they kept dancing and talking until the clock started to chime midnight. And hearing that, Cinderella stopped. Oh, dear, is that the time? Oh, uh, I really must be going. I had a most marvelous time. It was so nice to meet you. Uh, maybe we can do it again sometime, but for now, I've got to go. Bye. And she went running off as fast as she could, running so fast that she ran right out of one of her glass slippers, out the door and down into the parking lot, just as the clock finished chiming midnight. And at that, 
the coach turned back into a pumpkin. It's a good thing she wasn't inside at the time. The horses turned back into white mice, the driver back into a frog, the footman back into a toad, and they all went scampering off. Cinderella's beautiful gown turned back into a ragged, tattered old dress, and all that grease and grime and dirt and cinders and ashes, foom, fell right back on top of her. About the only thing that didn't change was that glass slipper. But it's pretty hard to go walking down the road in the middle of the night wearing just one slipper, so she took it off and put it in her apron pocket and made her way home. Well, even though it was a long way, she still made it before morning and was back asleep by the time the stepsisters came home, and all those stepsisters could talk about was that horrible woman who'd come and just ruin the dance and monopolize the prince, and did you see her hair and her gown, and ooh, didn't she just look awful, and it was just so tacky, and oh, I can't believe the nerve of her. On and on and on they went for the next few days. The prince, meanwhile, was in quite a quandary, because he had found the girl he wanted to marry, the Lady Aurora, but nobody knew who she was. The only clue he had was that glass slipper. But he thought it was a pretty good clue because he knew you don't just go down to Target or Walmart and pick these up off the shelf. Glass slippers like this have to be specially made, and he figured it would only fit one girl in the entire kingdom. And so he made a proclamation that every single young woman in the kingdom was to try on that shoe, and whoever it fit, that's who he would marry. And so he started to travel around from house to house, and every young woman came out to try it on, and some tried it on, but their feet were just too big. And some tried it on, and their feet were just too small. And some tried it on, and their feet were just all wrong. Finally, he came to Cinderella's house, the last house of all. And all those stepsisters were excited. Ooh, ooh, it's got to be awesome. One of us is going to fit the slipper and one of us is going to get to marry the prince. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh. Well, the, the eldest sat down first and she held out her foot and the prince took the slipper and she took her foot and she pushed and she shoved and she pushed and shoved and shoved, but her foot was so big she could not get anything more than her big toe into the slipper. It wasn't going to be her. And then the other stepsister was all excited. Ooh, ooh, it's me! It's me! Ooh, I'm going to marry the prince! Oh, there's no one left, so it's got to be me! Oh, we're going to get married! Oh, it's going to be so wonderful! We'll live happily ever after! Oh, come on, princey, give me a kiss right here! But, um... You still got to try on the slipper. Oh, why bother? We know it has to fit, because there's nobody else. Ahem, said, try on the slipper. Oh, all right. So she sat down. He held out the slipper, and she put out her foot, and shoom! Why, her foot was so small, it went in, up to the ankle, and beyond. It wasn't hers, either. The prince was in despair. But surely it had to fit someone, wasn't there? anyone else. <laughs> well, just then, he smelled chocolate fudge brownies. And the door to the kitchen opened, and in came Cinderella, carrying a plate of brownies and a pitcher of lemonade and some glasses. And she said, oh, I heard you had company, and I thought you'd like some refreshments. And she set those down, and the prince was kind of looking at her, because she looked a little familiar. He couldn't quite place where he might have seen her before. And while he was looking at her, he reached down and he tried one of those brownies. Why, 
Why, this. This was without doubt the world's best chocolate fudge brownie. And then he looked and he noticed that in her apron pocket there was a book, The Lord of the Rings. And he remembered that girl he'd been dancing with said she was busy reading that book again. And he looked at her and said, hey, try on the slipper. She said, okay. She sat down and held out her foot, and he took the slipper, and it fit perfect. And then she reached into the other pocket of her apron and pulled out another glass slipper and put it on her other foot. And he looked at her, and he said, It's you! You want to get married? And she said, Okay. So they both got up, and they hurried back to the palace as fast as they could and were married. Uh, Well... First, they gave Cinderella a bath, and another bath, and maybe two or three more, and then got her some nice clothes to wear, and then they got married, and she became the princess and lived in the palace. Oh, she let the stepsisters visit once or twice a year, as long as they agreed to wash the floors and the windows and stuff before they left. And with that, Cinderella and the prince lived happily ever after.